You are now listening to High Content. So today we're at the High Content Shop at California Science Solutions, and we got a special guest with us, uh, Matt Kurth. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks so much for having me on your uh, your show. I'm really excited to be here. Matt, um, we uh, we're excited to get you in here. Um, the first time I've ever like saw the, the humble cannabis uh, tours was walking down Second uh, Street, and I just looked into that little gated area, and I saw the the little emblem on your door, and I was so curious. I was like, "Ooh, what what is that?" So then I went on your Instagram, went on your website, and checked everything out. And I was like, "This is this is something like when I came to first came to Humble like, five years ago, I was like, damn, why is this not like a thing? Like why like the first the first like like two days I was here, I was like, why is there not like excuse me, why is there not any like cannabis tourism like going on?" right now and like once once i saw that i was like super excited so could you explain how you uh got into humble cannabis stores uh yeah yeah so we're neighbors i'm excited yeah we're right down the street yeah. from each other. <laughs> um so how i got started well a little background with me so well, i've been involved in cannabis my whole life it's always been a big part of my life since i was like a teenager you know and so it's always for a lot of people it was always a part of my life like always but not like all of what i did all my life so you know i started off like buying weed then i would buy an ounce and break it down and sell it to my friends and i was like the friend with the weed and all that and then eventually i got into trimming a little bit and working on farms and i grew one year and i kind of always had like my toe or my foot in the industry cannabis industry and And you're not originally from Humboldt, though, right? No, no. So I grew up in Southern California in Torrance, which is just south of the airport in L.A., kind of. And then um, I moved with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. We moved when a long time ago. Um, when was that? That was 2003, it must have been. And we moved out of Los Angeles, and we moved to Quincy, California. And I studied uh, recreation and tourism there. So that was outdoor recreation leadership. So that's like how to do stuff in the outdoors like rock climbing and mountain climbing skiing backpacking rafting kayaking all that stuff and it also had to guide people doing that so i got an associate's degree in outdoor recreation and then my wife and i transferred down to chico state and i got a degree in recreation administration there which is like the business side more of recreation and then after that we moved here um because we loved Humboldt and my wife was working on her master's degree at Humboldt State here at the university. And then we just uh, fell in love with the place and I just love Humboldt so much. So yeah, I was working here in the recreation industry. I managed the aquatic center here for the, the college down in Eureka here. And um, yeah, so ever since about 2011 was when I really started thinking about cannabis tourism. And it started off, so I was going to college and I was also working on the river. I was a whitewater river guide on the American River in Coloma. And I did that for about 10 years too, like while I was going to college. So all for the last like 15 years or, or whatever, 10 years, I've been going to college, studying recreation, doing weed stuff and working on the river. You know what I mean? And then we moved here. So um, while I was working on the river, I kind of was getting burnt out and tired on it, uh, uh, which happened to a lot of people after a long time. It's like hard physically and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's awesome for a long time, but I was getting ready to do something else. So I was just dr- drinking whiskey one night and joking around, and it was like, ah, oh, we should just do weed tours. We should finish not do this river guide stuff anymore and just do weed tours. And then, but then I woke up in the morning and I kept like thinking about it, and it was like stuck in my head. Like it started off as a joke, but it became like, wow, this is like 
I started thinking about it in my head and running numbers, like how much did it cost? How much could I charge? Would people want to do it? Like, of course people would want to do it. You know, that's what I thought from the very beginning. But, um, and it started to make more and more sense. And I just couldn't shake the idea of it. And I kept like thinking about it and thinking about it. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then I was going to launch it in 2011 or 2012. Like when we had the very first initiative in California to go recreation, it looked like we were going to do that. And I was like, Oh, this is the time now. But then that didn't pass. And, um, yeah, things like that. So it kind of got put off and I really decided to go for it and like put everything into it in 2015. And that's when I started doing like everything I could to make it happen. I was like, made the decision like, well, it's make or break. I'm not going to either got to stop thinking about this or I got to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was kind of like that transition from being someone who was more outdoor life skills, you know, obviously in a leadership position and being in, in the wilderness and out in the environment, but then going from that to more horticulture and more, you know, cannabis related things. Uh, I think for, for me, it was pretty easy. Cause like gardening for like, just organic gardening. Like I've been an organic gardener since I was 12, which is weird. Like I remember having, I had an organic, um, I was at a, like a, a community garden when I was a kid and I was the youngest person there by 40 years. <laughs> so I've like always had a love for like gardening and stuff like that. So the plant stuff comes easy to me. And I've also, I mean, I consider myself like a weed nerd. You know what I mean? I've been like reading books about growing and growing and asking questions and doing all kinds of research just on my own because it was my thing. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us, I think. That's how yeah. we got a lot of our knowledge. That's you know? kind of a common theme. You know, when you're so invested, when you smoke so much of the plant, you're using the plant so much, it's like you might as well do the justice to yourself by learning about it. So Yeah, yeah. And like I've seen it like work like – like really heal people and make like make huge changes in people's life. And for me, it's always been positive too. So I, for me, I think that was an easy transition. Um, it's interesting. I thought that cannabis tours would be easier than like the more adventure stuff because the adventure stuff, you got people's lives in your hands and people get hurt. Like I hurt people. Well, they got hurt. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. You know what I mean? But like, cause it happens rafting. Like I was doing big stuff and taking boats down waterfalls with people that yeah. split had, decisions can lead to people, you know, getting yeah. hurt, so. well, people do get hurt. It just happens. Like it's part of rafting. It's like, it's like riding. I used to say it's like riding a bike. You know, sometimes you fall off the bike, but uh -huh. falling off the bike is a part of riding a bike. You can't ride a bike without falling off it sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought that, like, oh, this is going to be like easier. And in in that way, in like the safety way, it's easier because people don't get hurt ever. Really, it's not because they're just walking around, you know? But there's a lot more like interpretation, which is the, the fancy term for like the talking part of it. So that's like me, you know, because there's a lot of talking. It's all instead of like, all about keeping people safe. It's more about educating, educating people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I think again, for me personally, that came easy because that was always like one of my favorite things was interpretation. And I have, I studied it in school. So I had a lot of, I learned how to do it from a lot of really good people and I had a lot of practice doing it. So me getting in front of a group of people for five hours and talking and the plant too. It's like with cannabis too, it's, there's enough to talk about. Like if I was talking about, I don't know, something that was less complicated. You know what I mean? Like cannabis, if you know enough about it, you could talk about it for days and days and days and days. Mm -hmm. You know, you could talk about the, re I could talk about the regulations for a whole day. Mm -hmm. You could talk about the plant science for a whole day. You could talk about growing for multiple days, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things that like, even when you think you have a lot of knowledge, it's like there's certain areas that you just are completely like lacking on. Yeah. And then you get into extraction and it's like all that stuff is so complicated. Um, yeah, I found I, I I found the transition to be pretty easy, but I think it's because I had like a skill set and experience that matched it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That went accordingly. Yeah. With I it. had a I had, I had somebody else guided tour for me one time, 
and he's like a really precocious outgoing outgoing guy and stuff like that and knows a lot about cannabis and is super intelligent and educated and he said it was the scariest thing he'd ever done in his life <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people are like yeah yeah but for me i don't know it comes pretty easy but like, yeah. i got practice it's not I, I got a lot of practice. Would mm-hmm. you say that also, because even up here, you know, every there's a lot of people working with cannabis. Would you, did you find it hard finding someone who's willing to put themselves out there like that, to have people on their farms on like, you know, like biweekly or daily basis or anything? Or was that kind of, did you have people jumping at the chance being like, I want to show off my plants. I want people to know what I'm growing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was um, hard. It was, it was kind of hard to find people. Um, but the good thing is I don't need a lot of people and we have a lot of licenses up here. So we have, when I was looking for farms, there was something like 1,500 licenses in process. Mm -hmm. And I really only need like two, four, like eight farms is good. You know what I mean? So reliable people. Yeah. So I don't need everybody. You know what I mean? So I found people that were interested in hosting tours and saw the benefit of it, which is not, it's not that hard to sell. There's a ton of benefit. There's a lot of benefits for the farmer, I think. Um, And then, but then it also has to match like what I need, you know? So like some folks, wanted to host tours but they're three hours deep on a dirt road you know what i mean which doesn't mean it's not possible it just means we have to like you can't do that on a day tour or an yeah, afternoon yeah. tour for or sure certain clients are just going to be like well that is you know too much for me yeah because the driving can be a lot you know what i mean um yeah so they also have to fit some criteria for me as well you know which most like in general is closer to town is, is better because less driving is better. So, yeah. and speaking of that, so what would you say to someone that's like, cause you know, we've been here for a while and like you, obviously you put all this research into cannabis, but someone that's just, you know, they're traveling across California, they make it to humble and they see this and they go, you know, I'm an average weed smoker. I smoke it on the weekends with my friends or when I go to parties, but they don't really like know about the plant. What would you say that would be like their biggest takeaways from going on a tour like that? Uh, just how, how involved growing cannabis is and how risky it is. And like most people, I think the perception is, is, oh, you just throw some seeds in the ground and then you cash and then you spend the money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just throw seeds in the ground and you wait and then you just have a, you, you buy yourself a Lamborghini and a gold toilet and you go to Europe for six months. But it's just, that may have, I don't think that was ever the case really, but it, yeah, I don't think that was ever the case, <laughs> but, um, there's this perception out there that people are just make it's, it's easy. It's a weed. It's a weed. I hear that all the time. It's a weed, right? It just grows, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like no not early yeah like not quality cannabis like yeah you can anybody can grow a cannabis plant but to grow like top quality cannabis yeah, in the market that we're in nowadays where everybody wants top quality it's not like people aren't accepting mid anymore so like yeah yeah there's no market for it yeah and when the costs have gone up so much too that you have to produce high quality and it's our only future in humble like mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's like a larger concept but like it's the only way we're gonna make it is with like top top quality we don't have yeah. the space to grow just trash. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, speaking back to what Joe was talking about with um, people who like smoke on like an occasion, I feel like I feel like the the cannabis tours would be the most beneficial to those type of people because I feel like people like us, like cannabis connoisseurs, like we we're pretty educated already. Like we we would still love to go on these tours and like see these plants up and close, like anyone would. But they'd be this these tours would be more beneficial for people who like aren't as educated or don't smoke as much so they understand what goes into this, the, the plants and like the process because again like you said people just think it just grows with some water you know and some sun this is that's not the case <laughs> yeah 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 i think you know i get people that um have all different kinds of knowledge about cannabis and it's interesting like i've had people that know nothing about the plant like nothing nothing like they don't know that you smoke well i get there's a lot of things that, well, let me back it up. So most people that come on my tours 
think they know more. No matter how much they actually know, they think they know more than they actually do. Mm-hmm. Until like the wine get, snob who goes to the wine fucking place. Yeah, or the, guy, or the person who's seen like tons of stuff on YouTube. <laughs> I had a guy on my tour the other day that was like, um, not aggressively, but he was like um, talking talking to the farmer about stuff. And he's like a farmer who's been doing it for 25 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's... Telling, telling him like no no this that 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 he's talking about LED lights but no LED lights are the way to go they're the way to go they're the way to go but it's like and he like saw the stuff on YouTube and it's like man you saw that on YouTube yeah. like, it's like yeah, I don't have any practical knowledge that it's actually yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. some people <laughs> you can ask somebody like oh like how, like you know a lot about this I'm like yeah I know so much I've watched over 200 YouTube videos and it's like oh, yeah like, yeah or I've been smoking <laughs> my whole life I hear like yeah yeah I know I know a lot I've been smoking since the 70s it's mm-hmm. like well <laughs> you know I've been like doing lots of things you know I've been yeah, quanti- more quantified. Yeah, I've been driving things. a car since I was 16, but I don't know if I could build one from scratch. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. well, I've been to a lot of restaurants. So I don't know if I could run one. Yeah, but um, so like on the low end of what people know, they don't know that there's male and female plants. That's really common. And these are like are people that will like, if you ask them, like, how much do you know about cannabis? They would say they know a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also people that don't know you smoke the flower. A lot of people think you smoke the whole plant. Almost nobody knows about the light cycle of the plant, mm-hmm. and it's really a darkness cycle. You know, but yeah. no, almost nobody knows about that. Um, yeah, it's really interesting how low people, even though they think they know a lot, but then also I get people that like, legitimately do know a lot. But I think this, the tour still has a ton to offer for them because um, we visit some pretty special places. Like we visit a super fancy greenhouse. It's all controlled by a computer, and like the tarp is inside the greenhouse, like a smart greenhouse. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, and it's all it has weather stations inside and out of it. And it's all controlled by a computer, and the guy like controls it from his phone. He's in bed like turning the fans yeah. on at night and stuff like that. <laughs> That's the future, though. That's incredible. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's all hard sided, and it's built from the ground up, engineered for cannabis. Mm-hmm. So I think even. Like, I've never seen anything like that. I've been around for a long time. I've seen a lot of hoop houses. I've seen really small scale versions of that where, you know, it's like super controlled, like you said, but you can only do like about like four plants, but never like yeah. a full greenhouse size yeah. controlled like environment. No, this one's 30,000 square feet. Yeah, and there's crazy. another facility we're going to start visiting soon. I think maybe that's 90,000 square feet, which is like an acre and, and three quarters. Yeah. Oh, wow. With automation, that's just like, yeah, like you said, it's that's amazing being it's a grower cool. and just being like, oh, I need to go do, yeah. change a cycle, just do it yeah. on my phone. Uh-huh. Well, so I think that stuff is cool for even somebody who's seen a lot of it. You know what I mean? And then um, the out, one of the outdoor farms we visit, they do dry farming, which means they don't add any water or any nutrients, no trellising, no water lines, no water tanks. They just grow it in the ground and it turns out fire. It turns out so some of the best weed I've ever oh, smoked. Wow. Oh, that's wow. incredible. Would you yeah. say it's it's like very like location based kind of or like you yeah. can't do that everywhere. Yeah. You can only do it at certain places. Yeah, yeah. So they're down um close to the river, yeah. kind of. I'd, well, up here, you know, a river we, bar. we are in some of the best weed growing places in in like America. So I'd imagine they mm-hmm. just got a really yeah. prime like yeah. locational land. Yeah. And they're super smart. There's four people that are doing dry farming in Humboldt County right now. Um, yeah, but so it's really special. So even you know, um, I'm not down on it. I mean, there's a, a lot like. Everyone that grows weed is doing it good because they're doing it their own way. I mean, as long as it's envir- not destroying the environment, you know. But in general, it's not like hoop houses and fabric pots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like super fancy greenhouses and dry farming. So even for those that know a lot, it's like got, I think, something to offer. I had never seen a dry farm. You know what I mean? It's wild to see. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can imagine it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can you can you break was can we break down the tours a little bit? Um, so you have your office or a shop at uh, on 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 C Street, uh, right in Old Town. Um, do you guys like meet up there and then you guys go off from there? Yeah. So in general, um, you know, we'll do private tours where we can do anything really, you know. But our our general like tour that we offer is we do a full day tour 
where we start at the office here in Eureka at nine in the morning, and then we visit a dispensary, first stops at dispensary, nice. where everyone Got gets it. a little discount. Yep, and then we go to the big fancy greenhouse. And and, and you guys, so you guys stop at a dispensary. Is there like uh, is there like smoking on the way to the to the farm? Like, oh yeah, so that's one thing that's interesting. So um, they used they until like five days ago they allowed smoking in the van, which is sweet. So people did smoke in the van. Um, the legislature in California changed the law five days. Well, five days ago, the governor signed it that says you can't, well, cause you can't smoke, smoke in a commercial vehicle period. So before there was a loophole. So vaping? No. Even vaping? No, no vaping. Wow. wow. Yeah. No, That's interesting. No vaping. It does it doesn't specifically say no edibles. Okay. <laughs> For what it's worth. <laughs> that works. Yeah, yeah, but no smoking or vaping. Um, yeah, so that was a big thing. Um, and I think that's going to affect cannabis tourism in California in general a lot. It doesn't affect me so much, mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cannabis tours everywhere, really, that's kind of what the tour is, is you're driving around from dispensary to dispensary, smoking weed. Yeah. Maybe you see an indoor through a window. Maybe you go to a processor or something like that. But the bulk of the tour really is driving around smoking weed. And that's because in California, there's not a lot of smoking lounges. Um, and in Colorado, Colorado, that's absolutely what the tours are. And same in Oregon, that's kind of the draw of the tour. And there's like Looper and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I immediately thought of was these apps that were specifically saying like, hey, we'll drive you to the dispensary. You can open up the bag in the back and test it out. Like, we'll take care yeah. of all that stuff. But And they're just probably... So that's out. out. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that, well, legally, that's out now. I'm not mm-hmm. sure people are still do it you know what i mean but so yeah and so there was a loophole in the law and then they closed that loophole and the governor just signed that like just days ago yeah so yeah now people unfortunately aren't allowed to smoke in the van but they there is places they can smoke along the way mm-hmm. outside of the van oh i bet, I bet. like yeah, in yeah, humble yeah. county there's so many scenic overlooks you just drive off the one-on-one for like a minute or two and then boom you're, yeah. you're at a perfect spot speaking yeah. of like legislation changes and stuff would you say that like prop 64 has helped or like hindered some of the business or some of the obstacles that you've had to face oh i think it's helped me you know i couldn't um when i was originally planning it i was planning on i was always planning on it going recreational Mm. but i thought in the beginning i might have to do it under medical for for a while and just do medical patients and that would have worked but it would have been super tough because a lot of my uh, it's not surprising but a lot of my customers come from out of state so i mean i would have i don't in hindsight, I thought I could do it at first, but in hindsight, I don't know if I would have cut it if I was just doing that medical. I would have had to keep it a real job, another job. You know what I mean? I yeah, just I get full fledged into yeah, it. Yeah, because the amount of people, you know, it's just cutting your client base. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, and I could like I had plans where like you know I could set you up with a, with a recommendation like right in my office with the telemedicine. That's all possible over the internet and stuff. Um, but no, Prop 64 definitely blew it open for me. What well, also like for the farms too, it makes it way easier for them to feel comfortable about. Yeah, because they're protected and things like that. Because you know, under 215, it was always a little weird. Yeah, yeah a little gray. <laughs> yeah, it was always. A little, I never went on a farm where like like the legal farms. They're like, yeah, whatever. You can, you know, what I proudly mean? showing off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and letting people take pictures. And exactly. That, you know what I mean? And everything. So I think you know, cannabis tourism is, wouldn't really be possible without 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to go. I want to go back to the tours. So oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So we start at um, the office, the meet at the office, and then we go to a dispensary, and then we go visit that big fancy greenhouse I was talking about, which is awesome. We spend about an hour there. We talk to the farmer. You can ask lots of questions, things like that, mm-hmm. and they're kind of cool because they have they have uh, all plants in different stages because they have different rooms doing different things. So it's the, kind of the cool part. You can go any day of the year almost and see plants 
in different stages of growth. Mm-hmm. Which is it's cool. not like he caught us around this time, so we're, we're at this cycle. You know? Yeah, which is what the outdoor is. The outdoor yeah. definitely has a season when it's good, and it definitely has a season when it's not. But the the greenhouse or an indoor, which I'll probably have coming online soon as well, an indoor to visit. Um, the yeah, it's a lot. They they're they're harvesting every month, mm-hmm. so oh. there's always something in flower. There's always something in veg, and there's always something just planted all the time. Perfect, you know, and then after that we go and we have lunch in the Redwoods, which is really nice. And lunch is provided, and I do like sandwiches from the local co-op here. It's like all local brio bread and all that, super good. And then after in the Redwoods, which is beautiful old growth, and then we go visit the outdoor farm and we walk around there, talk to the farmer, take lots of pictures, learn, see what's going on at different times, and then we end the tour back here in Eureka at four. So that's the general one day tour, and then we offer that like in the spring through um, like now through the end of October. Yeah. Um, and then we also offer a half day tour where we do just the greenhouse and the dispensary or a half day tour where we do just the outdoor and the dispensary when the outdoor is going and we do the greenhouse tour year round. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah it sounds like a, like, a, like a full day of like full experience, like not getting like too overloaded, but like you get like you get everything, all the information you need. Yeah. For a lot of people it's like, uh, an overwhelming amount of information kind of <laughs> I've been thinking about like doing like no, like giving people notebooks and stuff because mm-hmm. people are like it's a lot of information yeah yeah well, yeah, that, and that's really the focus of my tour is like experiencing the farm talking to the farmers and education and like interacting with the plant my mission is to um, help people to interact with the plant and the people who grow it mm-hmm. so that is that's why like you know I don't really doesn't I, I'm like it's, it's cool people can smoke in a van but it doesn't like shatter my business yeah. yeah like my business is not getting people stoned in a van my business is people experiencing the plant and the farmers you know what I mean so like on my on my website I never ever advertise smoking in the van so without smoking in the van like I would have had the same amount of business yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah it doesn't bum me out too much but some of those some of those companies it's all they have. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. going to be able to smoke. It's going to be fun. But I think, like yeah. you said, when they when you're already here in Humble and you've already gone out of your way to you know set up this cannabis tour, you already know you're going to be smoking. Like you're going to, it's that's not an issue for you. Yeah. But someone like you said who maybe is coming from out of state and they just are visiting LA, that's the only thing on their mind. Is am I going to be able yeah. to smoke? Is it going to be safe? But yeah. here it's just like we're going to do the full experience where we're yeah. going to teach. You're not going to just be smoking about the plant. You're going to be knowing what you're smoking and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Would you say that Humboldt County specifically could do anything else to make it more viable to help you with the cannabis tours? Or would you say oh, that yeah, it's absolutely. been... Oh, absolutely. Okay. And that's my mission this fall, actually. So this fall and winter, it's been busy with summer. But as we go into winter and fall, I'm going to make a big push to get people together and do a bunch of things I think that need to get done. Well, I want to figure out some things to get done. And I have my own ideas about what we need to do. But I think we need to... We could do better as a county, like building cannabis tours. I think, yeah, and it can be huge. Like the numbers are wild. When I start, when you start looking at the economic impact of of cannabis tourism and the potential, so there's three or four numbers I like to throw around. So the first one is is the Humboldt Visitors, the Humboldt County Convention and Visitors Bureau, which is like our local big tourist organization they estimate that for every dollar spent on like a tour or an activity in the county there's seven spent in the community yeah so that's the multiplier so when someone spends a hundred dollars on a tour with me well they're a little more than that but if they spend a hundred dollars on a tour with me it's seven hundred dollars they spent elsewhere in the community staying somewhere with their restaurants gas whatever papers dispensaries wherever they're spending the money Mm -hmm. you know what i mean 
which is wild when you start thinking about the economic impact of that. So that's one number I throw on some seven times multiplier for every dollar they spend on tours they spend yeah. in the community. Um, and if we spend that money locally, it like has a three times multiplier. Mm-hmm. So have, like, <laughs> have, you, have you noticed any other kind of, cause we've always been wanting that, you know, we've been living here for about five years now, six years now. And yeah. we, every time we see any kind of dab cafe or any kind of, you know, cannabis store, we're like, Oh, awesome. Like Humboldt County is starting to get out there. Have you seen other people start to pop up? Are you hoping that, you know, tour like, companies? Tour com- or, yeah. Uh-huh, cannabis uh, companies. No, not really. Not in Humboldt at least. Uh, there's some challenges for other companies. Like, for out of area companies, every, a lot of people want to operate here, yeah. but it's super hard because we're so far away, which like lends itself to a, a local company, which is good for me. Um, so there's no nobody else doing tours in Humboldt right now, um, but I kind of wish there were. Like I, I welcome more people doing tours. the pie's big enough. Yeah. Well, and what we need is we need a we need a cannabis tourism industry that's holistic and has all different parts to it. So tours is one part of that, and then tours have different parts too. So I think, like, there should be a tour that is super inexpensive and is a school bus full of whatever twenty-two-year-olds. Yeah, going, like a, more spring break. Type yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I want to do small luxury tours. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But there should be like, without a wide variety of options for people, we're, we're not going to be able to serve the volume of people we need to serve. And and everybody that talks about cannabis tourism, even if they're doing tours, like it's all builds on creating an industry. Like Napa County, if they had one wine tour company and three vineyards that were open, doesn't matter how good their wine is. Mm-hmm. Like you need a whole industry. You need yeah. You need a hundred wineries, and you need ten wine tour companies, and you need a wine train, and you need really nice hotels for people, and you need restaurants for them to stay in, and you need shopping for them to poke around on, and all that stuff. Like the holistic industry, which we like, we don't have, you know. So that's why I welcome other people into the business because just there's enough room for everybody, and we need to make a whole industry of it. Makes it better you know? for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have any plans on uh, visiting any like hemp farms? Because that's something I'm super interested in. I, I want to go to like a hemp farm because like those are I just these look so magical like those huge ass fields with like oh it just looks so good. Um, yeah, I'm not talking to any hemp folks right now just because I don't have any in my network. And also in Humboldt County, like they still got the moratorium. We're still sorting it out. But I think like I mean I would love to visit a hemp farm. That'd be super sweet to run through a field of, of giant plants. <laughs> I mean that'd be super yeah. cool. We'll and talk about hemp. A lot of people ask about hemp. Well, that's also a good option because really most of that hemp here is going to be for, it's all going to be for CBD. And that gives a really opportunity to educate people about CBD, which is huge because I think there's so much, such a lack of knowledge about CBD and how to use it. And people are, are not using it um, in the right way. And they're not using it in a dangerous way, but they're using it in a way that's not effective. Like they're not taking effective doses or they're not taking it with THC. I don't know. So the deal is, is if you take, CBD on its own, the therapeutic dose is 200 milligrams, right? So most of those gummies you see are 20 milligrams. So by taking a gummy with just 20 milligrams of CBD, then you're not really, it's like licking an aspirin, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> so if you take one milligram of THC, then you can take 20 milligrams as a therapeutic dose because THC is like the key that opens the door for the CBD. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand that relationship, and I think they're taking 20 milligram gummies and it's not giving them relief, and then they're thinking CBD is a scam. Mm-hmm. I would, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I bought gummy, I bought a bunch of gummies for twenty bucks, and then I ate them. I ate one every day or two every day. Like, it's just not going to help. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one of my big. I love. And CBD is great and has a lot of potential, but I think people. I'm really worried it's going to get 
everyone's going to think it's fake because yeah. they're not using I, it. Yeah, I think correctly. we're already at that level because, and I think people like you are trying are trying to be like guys, like no, because even though every gas station is offering that little twenty milligram CBD thing, doesn't mean that, like you said, it's not doing anything yeah. if you're not using the drug effectively. Yeah, some are two and a half milligrams. I see. Yeah. And it's like, what do you? Or even like <laughs> like you said, when you pair it with THC, it's like we, we you know, being in humble and just like learning that as like you know a little experience, like just hands on experiments. Like we've gotten a CBD isolate before, and we thought, oh man, this is going to be great. I'm going to hit some, and we'd hit it, and we'd be like this isn't really like it's not really doing what i thought it would but then you know we would take a regular thc you know dab and then go take a cbd isolate dab and be like wow that effect just is so it's just like yeah. even, even these little things just with practice yeah. you can realize but when you live somewhere that doesn't you know you can't buy cbd isolate you can't buy thc and so you just have that gas station you don't know you don't have a, a thing to compare it to yeah 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 we have, we have a lot of family in the east coast and my mom she she buys like those like gas station cbd stuff and like she she says, says it works i'm like I'm like, uh, okay, if it if it works for your placebo, I'm, I'm okay yeah, with it. Yeah. But I tell, I try to educate her and like let her know that, like, hey, you need like a full spectrum CBD with like with a little bit of THC and yeah. yeah, and it can be such a tiny amount too. Yeah, or or take 200 milligrams. Like, if you really don't want any THC, that's cool. But then you need to take 200 milligrams. Yeah, which is can be expensive, or it's like. A lot of gummies, right? you know. What yeah, I mean? they don't have it in your area in like a form that's not five candy bars or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's okay too. I mean, I'm not opposed. To, I don't think everyone has to use THC, but then, but then it just means you need to use a, a giant dose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what would you kind of say for the cannabis tour is like would be like some kind of next milestones or goals you want to do? Because I know you said you want oh, yeah. people to be more hands on. Would it be? Would it kind of take the shape of maybe people transplanting clones? Yeah, or workshops like or something like that. Oh, like offerings? Yeah, or, stuff uh-huh. the, or, or th- things that you think that, yeah, that you kind of want. No, for okay, you specifically, I that you think I, I think I want people to want to get oh, this yeah. with it. Um, the tours are pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I'm really like people really like them, but um, I do have like lots of things I'd like to do in the future, like events, like puff and paint and things like that, or puff and pearl or yeah. whatever, anything like that. You know what I mean? Like just smoking. Smoking weed paired with something social, An activity, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's what that's something lacking in Humboldt County. Yeah. Like, I think when the, I think gonna, the lounges are going to do them. Yeah. I mean that's the best. That's like the only mm-hmm. real like legal space for it. But mm-hmm. I think that'll be cool. I don't know. I've got these fantasies about doing like a adult cannabis mm-hmm. summer camp that's like a week long or four days long, and you come and you do everything like seed to growing it, but then also like amazing food and music and cocktails at night. And like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah well, we've always said that too. Cause like we, we really aren't big, like go out to the bar and drink. Cause it's like in one of those things where it's like, you're just wasting money. We're yeah. not really big alcohol people anyway. So it's just like, there's nothing really appealing to it. But then if someone, said like oh why don't you go to this like weed tasting thing they'd be like oh that's great where is it and they'd be like yeah. well they don't offer one so yeah. when we see someone like you or just like anybody kind of doing that we're like like you said building that industry where it's like we want to get to a point where on a friday night someone can go oh hey do you want to go to the bar or do you want to go to the dab lounge and it's not yeah, like yeah. A, like you know this like pretentious thing yeah, i, like, I want to get to the point where people say go hey you want to go to the bar and they go which which one the alcohol one or the weed yeah, one? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, that exactly, yeah that'd be sweet when i i think a lot of that's gonna happen yeah you know what i mean and it, and in Eureka, at least, there's, there's going to be 14. There's 14 lounge permits out there. Every dispensary, when they got their permit, they also got a lounge. So there's going to be a wild diversity, I think, too. I hope, which is going to be really cool. You know what I mean? Like, I know Pop and Barkley, I heard, is going to do like a topicals lounge where you go get like hand massages and stuff, I guess. I, I heard uh, Pop and Barkley uh, bought the Kmart. They did buy the Kmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they own like four Kmart. or five buildings in Eureka. Yeah, wow. yeah. They're, yeah. They're, 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 they're and they buy all humble products, which is sweet. Like, yeah, all, like it's all made here. It's all humble weed that goes into it and everything. Yeah, everything they do, I like their 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 live resin, their Papa Selects. Like, oh yeah, yeah. The best topicals. Fire. fire, my favorite topicals. 
Agreed. Um, yeah, but I think we could do a lot of things. You know what I mean? I think just pairing it, like I think the best way, the best thing about Humble is like what we all love about Humble. So I always like anything, whatever your favorite thing is, whatever you do here, like that we can share with people. You know what I mean? Like going to the river, mm-hmm. um, all the stuff, all the stuff we love. You know what I mean? All of, all of our festivals. You know what I mean? All that stuff we can all we can like integrate cannabis like into that. Yeah. You know. And because that's the best part of humble is like all like we all know what the best part of humble is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because we, we, that's why we're here. It's yeah. not an easy place to live. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be here unless you wanted to. You know. So like all that stuff, fishing, smoking weed, and fishing. Anything, yeah. You know what I mean? I the, think, the nature and the cannabis is just like it's it's nice to be highlighted. But like you said, up until this point, it's been more like a go out and find yourself thing, or like take a camping trip. Yeah. It's never been like this luxury experience, or or it's not not even really necessarily been like a nice vacation. Someone might go to humble and go camping, but it's not like go to Humboldt and be able to stay at nice hotels, eat nice food. Yeah. So it's like having that option would just be really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. I think it would be a lot. Well, Matt, it was awesome having you on. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. your time. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I really, mm-hmm. I really, I'm excited. Yeah. And my uh, website is humcannabis.com. And my Instagram handle is at Humboldt Cannabis Tours. And anybody can call me anytime at 707-839-4640. And uh, come on a tour and see it for yourself. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Professional. Went into the plugs without even asking. Yeah, didn't even have to ask to be plugged. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So if not. you guys ever come by the California Science Solution Shop, you can go right down, down to your guys' shop too because it's right on the same street, right? Yeah, yeah. We're on 2nd and C Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find us at High Content Pod uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and uh, High Content Podcast dot com for any updates and uh, also uh, high content podcast at gmail.com for any questions or inquiries um, it's been a good one uh, Joe you got anything to plug uh, yeah also as the, this interview dropping you can also go check out our YouTube channel we'll have our first uh, cannabis review from uh, Dr. Green Thumbs dispensary mm-hmm. so go give that a check and uh, yeah we'll see you guys next week alright later Wait, means the